You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self-care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. All right, we have Dana Kofsky here, and she is a lifestyle, nutrition, and corporate wellness expert. She embodies a rich and healthy lifestyle and works with others to do the same. That's why everything she does is customized just for you. Dana Kofsky, wellness stylist, understands one style does not fit all. She tailors her approach to healthy living, eating, and travel. Every one-on-one consultation is unique because you are. Dana, can you fill in any of the gaps there and let our audience know where you're currently sitting and where you plan to wander to next? Absolutely. So I am currently in my home office in Los Angeles, California, and my next trip is to New York in May. Lovely. What are you going to be doing there? So I go there a couple times a year. It's a second home for me and um, visiting with family and friends. And um, I have clients that live um, in New York that I work with when I'm over there. That's nice. Um, And then I have my huge, like my couple times a year I go overseas. So my bigger trip will be in July. We're doing a cruise to the Baltic. Oh, awesome. Looking forward to pictures from that. Yes, me too. (laughs) So the icebreaker question for today is on a typical day in your life, what does the first 60 seconds look like? I fly out of bed and I drink some water and I go into the kitchen and I generally prep out my breakfast so that it's ready for me when I get home from the gym. Nice. So gym is kind of the first thing that you do as far as activity goes. Absolutely. I'm at the gym around six o'clock. Very cool. So tell us about what your calling is. What do you feel like you're called to do? I feel that I'm called to be a coach or a great support system um, and to share knowledge with my clients or anyone to live a lifestyle where they feel optimal and really teach people to create the space to have the life that they want to live. That's awesome. I really like that. So in that case, you know, some people are able, are lucky enough to integrate their calling into their work. So would you say that um, you're able to, basically the question is, How do you pay the bills? Are you able to kind of incorporate your calling into that? And then what advice would you give to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps? My career is my calling, which I am so grateful for. Yeah, it's amazing. It it took me a long time to let go of the fear to do what I love to do. Um, I, I think for anyone who wants to work that have their calling as a career, the best piece of advice that I can say is get beyond the fear. If what you want is greater than the fear itself, then it's worth taking the plunge. Um, my personal approach was, you know what, I'm going to live off of my savings for a year. If I can build a practice, I'll give myself that amount of time 
then I know that I'll continue to do it. And I just let go. And I trusted that if this was what I was supposed to do, that the money would just find its way to me instead of holding on so much for, oh my God, this is what I have to do to make money. And when I could always get a job, I wasn't worried about having the backup. It was just creating the space. So I started baby stepping, you know, working part time for somebody else just so that I had some money flowing in and still being able to build a clientele on the side. And once I felt like my actual career, my calling was interfering with me giving 100% to my part time job, I let go of it. And it it was like jumping into a deep end and not knowing how to swim, but it was the best decision of my life. Wow. That just, that actually just kind of gave me chills <laughs> because, oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, because I'm in a very similar point right now where I took a plunge from my nine to five job and I'm living off of my savings in Costa Rica for the next few months and trying to launch my passion project and my calling. So that's really cool to hear someone who went through the same thing and you just have to create the space to make that happen. I like that. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's trusting. Like if you're exactly where you're supposed to be, then it just kind of takes the pressure off Mm. of like the what ifs, you know, if, you know, people who live in the past are depressed and people who live in the future have anxiety right now and all you have is right now, then how blessed are you to be in Costa Rica doing what you love? Yeah, (laughs) very true. Very (laughs) true. So we all have, we've all had obstacles getting to where we are today. Can you tell us the story around one of the obstacles that you faced setting up this practice? Yeah, I think truthfully, it was my own thoughts. Like I just had all these beliefs, like there's no way you could, you know, like from time to time, these negative thoughts come in your head, like there's no way to be successful. There's, how are you going to make money doing this? Who's going to want to talk to you? How are you going to help others? Like, I felt like I needed to have this fundamental structure constantly in my life, but my, my negative chatter was just really blocking me. So I myself turned to find a coach to help me get beyond that. And learned how to implement tools in my life that created a more positive mental, like, flow, per se. You know, we were wired that we always, what if down? Like, what if we don't succeed? What if we're not good enough? And my coach taught me, what if up? What if I do better than expected? What if I start helping the world? And I I think the biggest obstacle in my experience for anyone is their own beliefs, I think if you can get out of your own way, the world is literally your oyster. I know that's so like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you hear it all the time, but it's really true. It really, no, I think that's, um, your I always like to say your mentality creates your reality. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you Phenomenal. know, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's whether, whether you think that you can, or you think that you can't, you're probably right. So just create a space of positivity and, you know, put your goal, write your goals down and put them around you. I'm totally about that. I like, I love that. I say that to my clients all the time, because if you're trying to help someone shift their perspective on living a better life, It's like if they believe no matter what that they can't do it, then no matter what I say, it won't change their perspective unless they believe that there's the slightest possibility that they can 
change Mm -hmm. with the way they're doing something. So I I love that your mentality creates your reality. Yeah. Beautiful. So you said that you got a coach. How did you end up finding that coach? It's so random. I was getting a facial from this woman who someone referred me to at a it's, it's funny. I'm going to tell you the whole story because it's hysterical. <laughs> okay. I find it funny. I was shopping in a jewelry store and I saw this woman's skin and I was like, your skin is heavenly. How did you achieve that? And she's like, I go to this great facialist. So of course I end up going to the facialist thinking that all two skins are the same. Not really. But <laughs> anyway, she was wonderful, but I don't go to her anymore. And I was her about starting my own practice. And she said, you have to call this woman. And I'm like, who is this woman? And what is she going to do for my life? She goes, I can't explain it. You just need to call her. Well, I did. And I've been talking to her every single Monday at 11 o'clock for the last seven years. What? And yeah, and it's weird because we just moved to Wednesdays at 11. And like every Monday, we still text each other because it's so strange that we don't communicate on a Monday. (laughs) And You know, she even says to me, a coach is a coach is smart to have a coach. Like, why wouldn't you always want to better yourself Mm. in your life? And it's some days I feel like I have nothing to talk to her. And it's the day that I could talk to her the longest. Yeah, it's having a support system. It's it's having someone to lean on. And, you know, even with clients, like I want to be the best version of myself for my clients. So like even what you just shared with me, your mentality creates your reality. I'm going to quote you to all my clients on that because it's so perfectly said. But, you know, we're all coaches in our own right. It's just a matter. Are we listening to the feedback that we're getting from other people or are we so selfishly in our head that we can't admit when we need assistance? Right. Yeah. You letting go of that ego and being okay with asking for help. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what do you do? Because you mentioned facials. That's you know probably one yes. aspect of a self-care routine. But what do you do more routinely? What are you dedicated to when it comes to a self-care routine? So uh, my friends will always say when Dana is the epitome of like, I always say when you're ready, you're always ready. Mm-hmm. Like I always schedule like my manicure appointments constantly, my facials you know, once every four weeks, my Botox, you know, whatever my self care, my massage once a month, whatever it is, it's always on the calendar for Mm -hmm. me, I can always change the day or the time if something comes up. You know, I I create I work out, you know, five days a week. So I schedule that I make the time in my day to do it in the morning when that's my preference, I prepare my food, I, I meal plan as best as I can for myself, I, you know, going out to nice restaurants is a form of self-care to me. Um, but the physical exterior self-care practices only go so far. And I, I think the number one self-care thing for me is working with my coach because no matter how beautified you get on the outside, if you don't feel, if you don't, if your outsides don't resonate with your inside, it, it really doesn't matter. And so, um, you know, really creating the space in my day to stop that negative mind chatter is my biggest form of self-care. Mm, I like that a lot. And, you know, you brought up a lot of really good points there with, I think this is probably one of the best answers I've gotten for self-care because you mentioned not just the, the manicures and the facials and that kind of stuff is like the exterior, but 
the fact that you schedule them and have them on your calendar as almost creates an intentionality around your self-care routine and being intentional. Exactly. Yeah. And being intentional about, okay, this is for me. This is taking care of me, you know, and I'm making time in my day and in my future to do that. I think that's so crucial. And I love going out to eat and being waited on that (laughs) to not have to cook. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's exactly it. And you know, it's, I do, I mean, I'm, and then like this way, you know, if you, if you constantly eat right, if, or consistently, I shouldn't say constantly, um, if you consistently eat right and you're going to the gym and you're exercising and you're doing something for a mental self care and, and all that physical stuff, like scheduling it, if someone asks you to go to Hawaii tomorrow, it's not like you say, Oh, I need a month to get in bikini ready shape or mm. I, Oh my God, I got to get my eyebrows waxed or my nails done or like my blow dries. Like it's always done for me. Like it's, <laughs> I have a weekly blow dry, like my keratins and my haircuts are scheduled because it's one less thing to have to think about. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just a commitment that I'm willing to make. And it absolutely creates the intention. And if what you, if your mentality is your reality, then my, <laughs> then my nails will manifest beautifully when I need them to. There you so, go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I keep, like that. I, whenever the day, I always joke with my friends because I hardly ever get my nails done. And it's not because I don't want to, it's just, I, I just don't ever create the time to do so. And, and I always joke that when the day does come that I get proposed to that I'm, it's going to be so obvious because my friends are going to be like, Hey, let's go get your nails done. <laughs> they right. won't be ready. <laughs> That's why you got to start now. We got to get you prepared for when that moment comes and then it won't seem awkward. Right. It's um, one of my uh, best friends. I set her up with her husband and he knew exactly when he, met her how he wanted to propose to her and so he started scheduling every time they would go to Santa Barbara they would he would always take her on a walk on the beach when we got when they got there so that when he proposed to her it didn't seem random and awkward that he would be taking her for a walk on the beach oh my gosh right isn't that amazing so it's like that same situation like he was preparing her for that moment so yeah. that it didn't seem out of place. So your next step is to now have your nails done like at least every other week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know of many nail places in this tiny, tiny coastal yes. town in Costa Rica, but, <laughs> but I'll when definitely, exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, you mentioned your five day a week workout routine, but even beyond that, what parts of your wellness practice should Wander Women know about? You know, I think that my lifestyle is not only when I'm in LA or when I'm in New York, but I carry it with me when I travel. And, but it's interesting because when I travel, I don't like go to a gym or exercise. I let that go because for me, I think part of wellness and whole is not having rules all the time and being like, okay, I have to go to the gym at this time and get up to go there. I think part of a wellness mind is allowing your life to happen and you go along for the ride. So as much as a scheduled, detailed oriented person who I, that I am, I think that it's about 
sometimes just letting go and going with the flow. And, and that's a hard practice for me. But when I travel, it's, it's something that I do a lot. And I always try to bring a piece of that back with me when I get back into my real life, because you're only as good as your lifestyle allows you to be. And so forcing yourself to do things that are truly just not going to work for you will set you up for failure. So why not find ways to incorporate wellness practice for you that works for your life that can contribute to you feeling optimal? Mm. Did I answer your question? I thought, no, I think that's great. To me, what I, okay. what I hear when you describe that is kind of just a non-attachment. Correct. Yeah. Right. It's setting your intention and releasing the expectation. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. So you talked about travel a little bit, so we'll move into that. What are, what are some of the favorite places that you've traveled within the last five years? So you're talking to a girl who has been to 38 countries in oh. eight years. So um, every place has had some sort of special meaning to me. But I was, if I really thought about it, there's a lot of places that I've been to more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Italy, I just, I love everything about it. I think the people are beautiful. The food is sensational. I love the country, the culture. Um, it has so much to offer. I feel free when I'm there. I, I just, I love it. But, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a favorite for like so many places that I've been <laughs> and like why. And for me, I think just in traveling in general, why it becomes so special is because your experience is completely yours mm. and you end up with these amazing memories that get you out of your daily life. And, you know, I've been to some, been so many places and a lot of them have, you know, some of them have been, not a lot, but some of them have been to third world parts of the country. And, you know, I think a big thing and a great reminder for me is being grateful. And it's something that I truly try to practice. But sometimes when you travel, you don't realize how good you have it back at home until you get to experience someone else's country. Mm -hmm. And it's, that creates such an amazing experience for me because I feel very blessed in so many ways. But, you know, sometimes we take it for granted. So traveling really um, opens my eyes to see how cool it is, how other people live and, and, and how, what their beliefs are, you know? I love that. Yeah. So would you say that, where would you say, would you say that Italy is your biggest suggestion of a a country that, other women need to visit or do you have somewhere else on your very large list of countries? (laughs) I just think of the place that I could go back to over and over again. It's a toss up between like Paris and and Florence um, just because I've been so much, but I feel like Italy, anyone would enjoy it there. Mm. In fact, I don't know that I've ever had a conversation with anyone who didn't enjoy it in some capacity. Um, that's such a good question. <laughs> I haven't been to Italy, so it's glad I'm glad that you suggest it so so heartily because I'll definitely add it to my short list. I do. You know, be, but it's like I think the question when you decide where you want to go next is what is it that you're looking for? Like I was just in Thailand, Cambodia, and um, Vietnam, and that was more of like it 
it could have turned into more of like a spiritual trip. You know, like if you're going to Bali, you're going to get a different experience than when you're going to Italy. I wouldn't exactly recommend if you're looking for like an eat, pray, love moment to go to Italy. I mean, maybe you could, I guess. Did she? Maybe. But it's like it's different. Different countries offer different things. But I I mean, my favorite overall place, and and I know I've been there so much, but I think it would be Italy, like for the whole as a whole. Right. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So... (laughs) What nugget of knowledge, I like to call this section the knowledge nugget, what nugget of knowledge do you think my audience needs to know about how to wander well? I like, personally, I feel more comfortably, like from my own experience, I like to wander well, far away from home, but still with the luxuries of home. Mm. And I, I, I feel like depending on who you travel with, if you're going alone, whether you're going with a friend, um, I I find great value if you are going with someone to to make sure that you travel with someone who does life like you. If you get up early in the morning and they like to sleep till two, um, you could find very big differences. If you, if they like to party and you're more of a kind of low key person, you know, all of those can make or break your experiences. But I find truly like having luxuries for me that I would find at home in the places that I am, when you do feel homesick, it just allows for that ease and comfort. Um, and I think it's just going and letting the experience happen. I happen to be a planner, so I'll plan like all my, I don't feel comfortable flying by the seat of my pants in a foreign country, (laughs) um, especially when I was in Japan and they don't speak English very well there. You know, and I can't read the signs. Like if you go to Spain or Italy, I can somewhat understand because I speak um, some Spanish. And so it's similar, like the languages. But it's, I I would do research about the country, really make sure that you lay out like where you want to go. Again, just set in the intention. And then if something comes up um, more spontaneous and you decide you want to do that, you have the right to change your mind at any time. But going in with some sort of formulated plan, for me as the kind of person that I am, if you are a planner, doing it just creates a little bit of ease, especially when going abroad. Yeah, absolutely. I liked, I liked the, the little nugget that you said about bringing a piece of home with you because you're right. That mm-hmm. can be a friend or a loved one that has the same type of routine that you do. But specifically for me, I actually brought – a blanket from home (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in Costa Rica for four months. And so, you know, it was kind of big and fortunately it all rolls up nicely, but I was like, this is how I'm, how I'm going to make this place my home for the next four months. And I I felt like it was really important for me to, to bring it all the way from Texas. So I I really like that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) You know, cause it is, it makes it, it just like, it just makes it a little easier. Yeah, for sure. Dana, where can people go to learn more about you and what you do? So I have a great website, um, wellnessstyled.com. You know, the FAQ pages answers a lot of questions and you can read on the homepage um, about me. Uh, Instagram is also um, a great place to find out about me. And um, if you Google me, I've, I've done, uh, quite a few interviews on different, um, like, uh, email, not email, internet 
interviews. Thank you. I like my brain just froze. I've done several. (laughs) I've done some better drink my MCTs. Um, (laughs) I I've done a lot of interviews um, for online content that people can read about my background and what got me started into this and all of that. Lovely. Well, we will I'll definitely be sending people your way in the show notes for uh, this podcast and going to go live too. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I appreciate your patience with the with the jungle Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, it was great. It was so nice to talk to you, Katie. You too. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you. You as well. Enjoy Costa Rica. One thing I want to take away from Dana's conversation is the fact that she relies so heavily on having her mindset coach and having her coach tell her and remind her every single week to really believe in herself. And that's something that I have also invested in. I I had a coach for about six weeks back starting in December. And that was a complete game changer for me because there were definitely times when I felt like I couldn't continue to do what I was trying to do. It just was the doubt constantly weighing on me. And he was a integral part of my ability to keep pushing through and figuring this podcasting world out. So I want to say a big thank you to him, Colm, if you're, if you're listening. And if, if any of you guys have ever thought about getting a coach and kind of want to know what that would look like, feel free to shoot me an email because that's something that I would love to start helping people do is figuring out what, how do I start working towards manifesting whatever it is that you're trying to manifest? How do I put myself in the right mindset? I know that it's possible and I, I just don't know how to get there. So shoot me an email, katie at wanderwellpodcast.com. I would love to hear from you guys. Please enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good one.